Hello, party people. My name is Allie Holland, and you're listening to another episode of Oak Performance Radio. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Oak Performance Radio. I'm your host, Adam Lane. If you're new to the show, our goal here is to create some content, some fantastic content for athletes, parents, and coaches. We tell stories, have laughs, and go into everything that is the end game of athletic performance, helping athletes achieve their optimal performance and be the best they can possibly be. Enjoy the show. Hey, Oak Performance Radio listeners. This episode is brought to you by Power Athlete the world's premier resource for training athletes, educating coaches, and nutrition. Our goal is to provide world-class solutions for real-world athletes and coaches. We are fortunate to work with thousands of athletes around the globe, and we've taken them to the highest levels of performance. If you're working with athletes or trying to improve yourself with a performance goal, come check us out at powerathletehq.com. And if you want some dope merch, we have an amazing collection of black shirts with white skulls. Use the code AMAZING10 for 10% off your initial purchase. If you need anything performance related, like I said, come check us out at powerathletehq.com. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Oak Performance Radio. I'm your host, Adam Nent Lane. With me today, from the Allie beautiful Holland. state of Pennsylvania, Miss Allie Holland. Allie, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. I love podcasts. So my first time being on one, so that's kind of special. This will, this will be very memorable, Allie. We're going to come back years from now. Once you've started your own podcast yes, and be like, Hey, this is where it was birthed. This is where it started. There we go. There you go. Um, Allie, for the tens of people that listen to the show who might not know who you are and why you're such a big deal. Um, tell the people, tell the masses who is Allie Holland and why are you such a big deal? Oh, okay. That's a, I don't know if I would consider myself a big deal personally, but um, my name's Allie Holland. I'm a middle blocker on the Penn State volleyball team. I'm a senior. Um, I'm from Columbus, Ohio originally, which is a little controversial because right next to, (laughs) right next to Ohio State. But um, yeah, I've been playing volleyball for 12 years, really long time. Um, Yeah. I, I'm what else about me? I'm vegan. I've been vegan for eight years. Um, and I love cats. I have a cat named Spencer. Maybe he'll walk by at some point in the interview. <laughs> cat named Spencer. There we go. So <laughs> I so I'm I'm assuming you like you grew up very, very pro Buckeye. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you grow up in Columbus, like you're gonna be a Buckeye, but I wanted to be in the big 10 that was always the lifelong dream of mine especially growing up in big 10 country like that was always the dream of mine and with penn state volleyball like they're pretty close so i was able to watch them play at osu a few times at penn state a few times um so obviously you just dream of playing for penn state volleyball and playing for big 10 volleyball like since you're a kid so i grew up watching the the osu girls play and I knew I wanted to be in the Big Ten, but I knew I didn't want to just be 15 minutes away from home. I was ready to at least leave the state. So, okay, your parents and whatnot were fine with you going to Penn State over. I mean, yeah, yeah. we are Buckeye fans, but it was never going to be an issue for me to play somewhere else. We weren't that diehard. Okay, there we go. Okay, so yeah. you're not cut off from the family or anything like no, that. No, no, they they you'll not catch them in OSU gear at this point. It's it's strictly Penn State gear. There we go. There we go. Um, so, Allie, we're, we're finishing up. You're, you're graduating here very soon. Yes. Very this is exciting. exciting. Very exciting. I got two weeks and then the big graduation, but I'm returning for grad school to Penn State. So not much is going to change. Same house, same roommates, same team. <laughs> so I'm mostly just excited to be done with my undergrad and get a chance to kind of 
take a step back and relax. There we go. And you said two more years of eligibility, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So because okay. I take summer classes, I've been getting around like eight to 12 credits each summer. So that puts me ahead. So I'm graduating a year early. Um, and then I have two years of eligibility, my technical senior year, which is next year, and then my COVID year of eligibility, which is my fifth year. Um, so I still got some time left yeah. in state college. There we go. I know Molly Phillips from Texas was saying similar things. Like she came, she came in with a bunch of credits and then, yeah. then you, you take stuff during the summer and like she, yeah. she, similar thing. She's finishing early, starting grad school. And like, that's a nice. Yeah. It's super nice. Setup. The summer classes like really put you ahead and it's nice because there's not that many people on campus and a lot of them are online. So they're more flexible and it's nice to just like keep yourself a little bit like busy. And then now I'm getting to graduate a whole year early, which is major and get to oh. do some master's degrees while I'm still here playing. So it's really exciting. There we go. There we go. What, um, so uh, just pure curiosity, do you, do you get home much then during the summer or do you, you mostly stay, stay in Pennsylvania? Yeah, so we get the month of May off. It's now we're off. We had our scrimmage against um, a, a little exhibition scrimmage last week. And then after that, we have the week before finals and finals week off. Then we go home for May. And then in June, we'll typically come back and start summer lifting. Um, there's no organized practices over the summer, but there's lifting and conditioning. And then we have a bunch of summer camps that will all work as well. Um, and just like open gyms, kind of touch a few balls, but just with the team. Gotcha. So, so we'll be home for like three weeks in May. And then right back to it. Yeah. But, you, you know, I mean, I live here now. All my stuff is here. <laughs> my parents downsized their house. Like this is my, this is my home at this point in my life. So, and yeah, Ohio's not too far. So it's not too bad of a drive. If I want to go home for a weekend in the summer, it's possible. Um, we also go home right after the tournament for a while around Christmas time. So we have our, our two times a year. So your parents downsize. So when you, when you go home, are you sleeping on the couch? Is that how the, this works I now? I mean, guest room. <laughs> I mean, we, I have two brothers and my little brother's still with them. He's um, about to be a senior in high school next year, which is crazy. I feel like he's still 10 years old in my eyes, but um yeah, he they moved literally like five minutes away from the house that I grew up in when going to high school in. Um, but I just stay in the guest room. But you know, my closet and my bathroom and everything is here. There we go. What what's the drive home? It's not bad. It's like six hours, six and a half. It's not horrible. And also, um, my roommate Maddie and my teammate, she's from Cleveland. So we'll drive together to Cleveland. I'll drop her and then keep going to Columbus. So it's not horrible. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, well here, let's, let's peel this backwards. I, 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 we were talking before we hit the record button. Um, and I say this, said the same thing to, to, um, you know, previous podcast people, we see successful, you know, division one college athletes and it's like, Oh, you know, Oh, if I was six foot four too, you know, I'd be playing middle blocker at, at, at Penn state. Are you six, four? I don't know how tall I you actually are. am. <laughs> Great. Neil, guess. Good job. There we go. I watched you play a little bit. I, you, you, you look a little tall. Um, yeah, but you so move that. really well for somebody that's six or four, um, which is, which is fantastic. You know, so it's like, oh, okay, well, obviously you, you have a nice set of gifts, you know, natural talent and, and stuff like that. Um, but we've had to work a little bit, I'm assuming in the last 12 years to go from where you were to where you, where you are now. Um, let, let, let's hit the rewind button. So Al, talking Allie growing up, 
what what sports did you do? What what when did you find volleyball? What was that experience like? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been playing for about twelve years. I started playing volleyball in second grade so it's 12 years give or take a few at a ymca little team and we had our cute little pink knee-high socks and i started playing it just with my friends for fun um but we were a super athletic family growing up both my brothers played hockey um so i grew up watching my older brother playing hockey and football and baseball and then as soon as i could keep up with him we were just playing like backyard sports and stuff so pretty much as soon as i was able to enter sports i was entering all of them i i tried soccer i tried dance i tried softball basketball obviously volleyball swimming i i feel like i've tried it all but i pretty much knew that volleyball was my favorite one from the beginning I loved being active, but I was obsessed with volleyball. It was my favorite by far. Um, other than that, I loved softball a lot. I Softball was the one that was more tough for me to give up. Basketball, I played because I was tall, but I, it just was not for me. I was good at the jump ball, but that was pretty much it. I was, <laughs> you know, the jump ball was my favorite part. But then after that, the rest of the game was not for me. Um, so I gave up basketball and softball in ninth grade and then went to just volleyball because that was what I was obsessed with. And I didn't really love the other sports the way that I love volleyball. Um, so I started playing club volleyball when I was 10. Oh, wow. um, yeah. At a club elite VBTC, who's a love club. And um, I played there pretty much throughout my entire career until I went to college. So I'm very, very loyal to my club back home. Um, so that's why I was so excited when Love did this. I got to work with them a little bit, work with my old club. Um, yeah, so I started playing club when I was 10. And then I was on the 12U team for two years because we didn't have a young enough team for me. And yeah. I, so I started playing and um, I remember on my first tryout for club, I was so nervous. I had the biggest like headache. I was so scared. And my club director, um, Randy and Jackie, they were like, it's okay. Just drink some water. It'll be fine. And I was just like a little scared 10 year old. And I mean, I'm still so close with Randy and Jackie to this day. Um, so they really took a chance on the little, the little scared 10 year old that wanted to play club. Um, yeah. And then in high school into more competitive club as I got older and I kind of started realizing, I was like, oh, like maybe I could do this, do this past high school um and i think the time that i realized for sure that i wanted to play college volleyball um was the championships that were in columbus they had the ncaa finals there um i think it was in 2016 yeah okay. 2016 and i watched stanford and texas play in the the national final and i saw them fill up nationwide arena which i've been going since i was a kid to watch the blue jackets to watch concerts there and it was packed and i was like oh my god like women's volleyball is packing nationwide who i've been seeing like since i was a kid packed for concerts and professional hockey so i think that's when i realized i wanted to play um in college and so then from freshman year on it was kind of um started recruiting they've changed some rules since since i was getting recruited now there's some rules like you have to be a junior or something before you can really talk to college coaches there's dead periods and stuff, but we didn't really have that when I was in high school. So I pretty much started recruiting when I was 14. And then, yeah. And then I um, 
played through high school and then I came to Penn State and I'm loving it ever since. Wham bam. When did you, because I think people will we'll, we'll skim over this. I look at, I love looking at it from the athletic development side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming your folks are not short people. Actually, they're not very tall. Like oh. they're really not. A lot of people are shocked when they see them. But I really stole all the the tall jeans because my brothers are not very tall either. Oh, yeah, I know. My parents were just here last weekend for our scrimmage, and everyone was like, "Wait, here, <laughs> they're not very tall." And I was like, "No, I I stole all the tall jeans, but I look like carbon copy of me and my, like my mom and my dad. Like I'm like they're <laughs> twins, so." Yeah, they're not very tall. My dad's like five eleven, six foot. My mom's five seven. So, oh yeah, you tower over them. I know, I know. Yeah. Since I was I thirteen, okay, since I was thirteen. I've been the tallest one in my family. <laughs> wow, I know. So th- yeah. th- that's interesting. Just looking like, and again, I'm not a college coach, but it, like, <laughs> if if I'm if I'm looking at you know, thirteen, fourteen year old kids, fifteen yeah. year old kids, you know. And I meet their parents and I shake, you know, hello, dad, who's 6'10", like makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, That's, you're kind of a a unicorn. I know. I know. My brothers are always, they're upset. I stole all the high (laughs) points. But yeah, I was, I've just been tall my entire life. Like there was no growth spurt. Like I just have been tall forever. I've always (laughs) been in the 99th or 100th percentile of height since the day that I was born. Wow. No growth spurt, nothing. It's crazy. Okay. That, that's the dead opposite genetics that the, that the Lane family has. That's I know. I know. going the opposite direction. There you go. What, cause I, I do love, and again, the part that I think people might skip over is that you played all the sports under the sun. And I think that's, that's fantastic in the way of creating this, this well-rounded athlete. Cause it, it's nice to be tall. It's, you also have to be healthy in which mm-hmm. to go out there, practice every day, play, you know, play all the time, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really think a lot of that, that, you, and again, with the, this is my niche. I, I don't, I should not coach volleyball, but like when it comes to like, I love the idea of kids going out there and, you know, doing a, a plethora of different sports mm-hmm. and getting exposed to different movement patterns and stuff like that. And then at some point they find what they love, mm-hmm. you know, and they focus on it. And then all of a sudden they're, they're, they're pretty dang bulletproof because they've, you know, they, yeah. they have this experience. Um, did you, um, again, this is, this is a selfish question here, Allie, um, from a, from a lifting standpoint, a strength conditioning standpoint, um, when did you, when, obviously you, you said you, you worked out today. Uh, wait, did you work out today? You worked out today, no, right? No, no I'm off right now. So oh, I'm just okay. studying all day right oh, now. We're talking about the summer. I'm sorry that I'm getting ahead of myself here. So obviously you, you spend some time in the Penn state weight room. Mm-hmm. When did, when did you initially find the weight room and you know, what's the, been the benefit there? Yeah, I was always very lanky growing up, like super, super lanky. And I started lifting at my club when I was, well, we were doing like little lifting stuff, but nothing crazy when I was super young. Like we would just do a little like hurdles and exercises and stuff. And then I started like actually lifting with weights, I think when I was 14 at my club. Um, And Elite is great because they have a full weight room and great strength coaches, which like prepared me for college so so nicely because when I got to college I knew just like standard form of different Mm -hmm. lifts um which some people don't have the luxury of having um because then you come here and you start lifting all the Mm -hmm. time and it's nice to just like have some fundamentals um 
I'm not obsessed with lifting. I like, <laughs> I, I'm obsessed with, I like jogging. I like running. I like cycling. Like soul cycle classes is like my favorite thing in the world. And like yoga and Pilates, I'm obsessed with that kind of thing. But I really have seen lifting work mostly from my freshman year to now, my freshman year of college to now is like, wow like I could never have imagined myself reaching the numbers that I'm reaching and hitting the ball like I'm hitting the ball and being able to withstand five set matches from freshman year to now like I think that's the biggest change that it's been so yeah like looking back at my freshman year when I first came here I had the fundamentals but thinking of myself like hang cleaning 155 is like no way no way she would never do that and being able to like do a whole five set match and not feel dead the next day i'd be like no way no yeah. way but what, what's your favorite lift oh, hang clean definitely I, that's the one that i've always been the best at is hang clean for some reason which i know that a lot of people hate the hang clean but i have always been that's the one that i've been the best at there we go well i the biggest complaint we get is that it with the wrists it messes with the wrist you know and can, yeah oh, i knock on wood have not experienced anything with with my wrists being hurt so i like the hang clean i think it's fun there we go i i think that's great again i'm nerding out here but from the, the strength side with when you have an athlete that's as tall as you are it's you know it's a lot of torso and so like for you, for you to move 155 pounds from the knee to the hip, you know, and, 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 and catch that sucker violently and like use everything within your core in which to, which to stabilize that. Um, I, that's one of my favorite lists for you, you, you taller athletes that like the short people can do it. Like I'm pretty good at it. Cause I'm, I'm short and you know, twitchy. Um, but again, my range of motion is, is like that. Your range of motion is, is four times that. So, um, fantastic. Fantastic. Ellie, I have more questions. So you're the, you're the first vegan I've had on the podcast. Oh, really? Okay. Um, so I'm I'm very curious because I again not a nutritionalist but but obviously we find when our athletes fuel appropriately they feel better they look better they perform better they're just happier humans mm -hmm. um and I, I again I'm not a nutrition so I don't I, talking to adolescent girls about nutrition is not my forte we yeah. we actually have a you know registered dietitian that comes in presents talks to, talks to the kids works with them stuff like that mm -hmm. um so the the thing I would think of if I'm, I'm, I'm working with a, a vegan athlete mm -hmm. is that protein is going to be a, a challenging thing to come upon, mm -hmm. but obviously you're doing it because you, you, you look happy and, and things are good and you're, you're, you're hand cleaning 155. Um, talk about how you, how you, how you spin this, this vegan diet. Mm -hmm. Well, I've been vegan for so long now. It's been pretty much almost eight years. It started when I was super young, because I have older cousins who I'm like, you know, when you're young, your older cousins are just the coolest people in the world. And they were vegetarian at the time. And so I kind of was like, Oh, like vegetarian, I kind of like heard about that. And I was like, what's that about? And I started looking up these like, these YouTube videos of the like, animals <laughs> and the farms and I was like, Oh, my God. So it started as more of an animal thing when I was younger. And then I started just like falling in love with being vegan. So I went full vegan. And I never really liked non vegan products, though. Like when I was little, it was like, she's so picky. She's so picky. But now I'll eat like, I'll eat anything as long as it's vegan. And when I'm little looking back, it's like the eggs and the dairy and the meat and stuff. I just like didn't like it. And so I have found that it's really nice. And obviously over the years, I've gotten better at it. Like 
there's for sure times when I'm like not eating properly as everyone has those mm-hmm. times. But I think that now as my third year playing for Penn State now, I've been playing volleyball for a super long time. So I kind of have it down to what's good for me. Like I know what I need to eat at certain times before or after training that makes me feel good. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a process. And also with the protein thing, I mean, I love our nutritionist at Penn State, Nick, he's the best. Um, but a lot of people are always like protein, protein, protein. That's the thing that I hear the second that I say that I'm vegan, you know, it's like, oh my God, no protein malnourished. It's like my grandparents are traditional mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, how are you going to get enough nutrients? And it's actually like surprisingly very easy. I mean, I've, I have I don't really track what I eat every single day, but there's been phases in my life where I do just to see what works for me and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I've found that I'm consistently getting like over a hundred grams of protein, even when I'm not going out of my way to try for like counting my protein, because, you know, you have a, protein smoothie after your lift in the morning um you have some tofu you have some beans you have a little protein bar snack like it's really not that hard for me but obviously I have great resources here because we have our fueling stations and my nutritionist um which has been super helpful um also since I live off campus and not in a dorm I just cook for myself so it's really easy um but also Penn State has a lot of great options like since I've been here for a few years I just know my go-to restaurants and I know what has vegan protein options and what doesn't so I completely am in love with being vegan. Like I am never going to change um, being vegan. I love it. There you go. Very cool. I, um, I've i seen people go two different ways with it. Some people go vegan and they go vegan and they eat Doritos and Ho-Hos and like, no, I'm, but I'm vegan. I guess yeah. is what I do. Um, and then other people take it very seriously and, and they get, you know, they're very cognizant. And if you do it right, um, there, there could be a huge upside. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that you're, you're getting there. Um, so supplementation wise, you, you, you mentioned protein shake in there, protein bar in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just the, the, the beans, the peanuts, uh, or sorry, what did you say? Beans and tofu. Tofu. There we go. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, any other big sources of, of, of protein? Um, protein is mostly tofu beans. And sometimes I'll do like the, like the vegan meats that they have at the grocery store, which I don't love because I don't love meat. So when there's things that are like faking being meat, I don't love it. But sure. sometimes it's it's like a quick, easy option because preparing tofu is kind of a lot of work because um, my life hack is to freeze the tofu and then it will be like a good, can it gets nice and crunchy. Mm-hmm. So anyone out there, freeze your tofu and then let it thaw and it gets nice and crunchy. But that's a lot of work. So sometimes when I'm really tired, I'll do like the, the vegan meats that they have at the grocery store. Um, but I'm also, yeah, those are mostly my proteins. I, I just love smoothies so much. Like I literally look forward to starting my day with a protein smoothie every day. <laughs> like I wake up and I'm like, yes, like it's time for my smoothie. So I think that that's where I like sneak the most in. Cause I'll just like put the powder in there and then I don't even really like notice. There we go. Do, now, do you make something special or is it this just vegan um, protein and water? Or do no, we get... no. I put no. fruit, oh. I, I'll put fruit in it. I have a few like go-to recipes my favorite pretty much is just like blueberries, bananas, cherries, vanilla protein, and I'll put like some flax and chia seeds in it. That's like my standard, but sometimes if I'm feeling like I want like a little bit more desserty, I'll do like banana with chocolate protein powder. Mm. And it kind of makes and like peanut butter because that kind of makes like a nice little like milkshake type of thing. But yeah. those are my two like go to ones, I feel. There we go. What, what, what kind of protein are we using? 
Um, it changes. My nutritionist has worked with me and we've tried a lot of different brands, but I would say that my favorite one um, that I've had is Koss. It's K-O-S. I love Koss's protein. Um, I've had Evolve. I've had Orgain. I've had, I've had all the, all the options, but the Koss ones are cool because they have a lot of different flavors. Like they had like a blueberry one, which was nice because he let me try that. My, our nutritionist let me try that and it was good with my, my blueberry smoothie. So yeah, I'm, I would say I'm most passionate about my protein powder because I love my smoothie. Fun, 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 fun. Sorry, I'm checking it out right now. <laughs> Look at that. No, it's interesting. Um, no, I, I, I think that whole thing's fantastic. I, I, regardless of vegan or not, I really feel a lot of our athletes, almost all of our athletes, not a nutritionist, but f I, I feel like they need to supplement because you guys are, you're, you're mm -hmm. so much output. There's yeah. so much output. Yeah. Um, if, if you're my mom, you don't need to supplement with a exactly, protein shake. Exactly. Exactly. It's different because of, first of all, how tall I am. I'm not the average height of a woman in the U.S., so I can't really just look up on Google and be like, average women protein intake because I'm 6'4". I'm a foot taller than the average woman. So I have to kind of talk to our nutritionist a lot, which is definitely a privilege that I have being at the university that I am to have a nutritionist at my fingertips. Um, but I think that also it's important with diet and with young female athletes to know that it's not always perfect all the time. Like I know that you mentioned Doritos and, and Oreos and stuff. And I would be lying if I said that I didn't eat those ever. Like it's, it's not perfect all the time. And I think that that's super important to talk to young, especially female athletes about because it's really difficult sometimes to be a female athlete and have certain standards from the media to look one way and you're working out and fueling yourself to perform for something else so i think it's super important to put that out there as well because yeah. it's not perfect all the time yeah no I, th I think that's fantastic i not a female um but but remember you know back in my high school days this was the 90s it was a tremendous time it was awesome <laughs> we didn't have social media it was amazing um but like so our our girls so many friends of mine that were on the track team on cross country, you know, volleyball, et cetera. Like they like less was more to them. Like they like the thigh gap was a thing. And, you know, and, and I feel like over the last 10, 15 ish years, it's gotten better in the way of it's cool for girls to have muscles. You know, it's good for, you know, cool for girls to be strong. Like that's, that's a thing and that's fine. And that's cool. And that's what it should be. Especially if you're playing high level sport, like, we don't need little waifs of girls out there. We need, you know, athletes who are going to bring it. Mm -hmm. um, and I really, really like that. So I appreciate you saying that because I, I think that's coming from me, you know, male coach yelling yeah. at kids, eat, eat your protein. Blah, blah. Yeah, like, it's cares. different. And I think it's a challenge that I've been through that so many women that I know have been through. And it's just important to make sure that people don't think that I'm only eating healthy food 100% of the time. But also it's hard, like you said, like there's these body trends that are that are in trend, like, like, how can someone's body even have a trend? It's ridiculous, but it's, it's a thing, like it's a thing. And it's a real thing. And it's hard. And it's so crucial. Like if I would have heard college athletes talking like female college athletes talking about the difficulties that it is like with diet and with working out, and body image, like, I would love to have heard that when I was younger. So that's something I'm very passionate about, for sure. I didn't know there were trendy body images that this is, well, this is news to me. 
Well, listen, you're you're a little bit older than me, and you're a man. Yeah. That's sounds like you're against social media, but <laughs> so we have a little different view of the media, as I'm thinking. Yeah. But but no. yeah, it's a thing, and it's. I have boys too, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah. What says, yeah, so. it's tough, and so I think that some what I love most, like I just love Penn State so much because they've like prevented female athletes here from thinking anything about that and more of thinking about what's right for you. Like they would never tell us you need to lose or you need to gain, or you need to do this. You need to do that. Like we, they really sit down and work with us and they know that each of us are different and they know that each of us perform best at different states of body and body fat and muscle and all that. So I think that I appreciate that so much from Penn state because it's, it's really nice to have a staff that thinks like that. Yeah. That, 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 yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Let's let's talk more about Penn State. Let's yeah. go, let's go this way. So, um, do you, let let's can can we start at your recruiting process with Penn State? Like that that conversation. When did that start? What did that look like? When did you commit? Do, 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 all the way up to you showing up on your first day. Yeah. So it's probably a little different than you would expect because I was originally committed to a different school, um, not Penn State. I was committed to a different school, and when I was fifteen, I committed to that school. And I was super young. I didn't really, you know, you're young. You don't know what you want to major in. You don't know what all these things. So I graduated high school early in December of 2019. I graduated high school and I went to this other college in spring semester of 2020. Um, so I was there as a, like an early enrollee freshman. Um, and I was there for one semester, you know, COVID happened, all these things broke loose and it just wasn't for me. And so that summer I entered the transfer portal. Um, and I was set, I just turned 18. So I was the summer before my, my true freshman year and I entered the transfer portal and I very vividly remember driving from moving my stuff out of my other school, getting the email. My name was in the transfer portal. Literally seven minutes later, I was on the phone with Katie Schumacher Collie, who's our head coach now, but she was our assistant coach at the time. And a week later, I moved into Penn State. So it was a very quick turnaround. But you can't say no when Penn State calls you and offers you a spot. Yeah. You don't say no. So I was like, perfect. I'll be there. And so, yeah, I moved in like a week later. And then I just came in with my freshman class here. And I didn't miss, didn't miss a beat, you know. So, yeah, it's a little different than most people do it. But it everything worked out perfectly. Like, I would not change anything that happened. Gotcha. So how don't, don't let me, I don't want you to give anything away that you don't want to say. Um, so the recruited by this other school, mm -hmm. show up at this other school. Had you had any conversation with Penn state before that? So yeah, when I was younger, I had brief conversations with Penn state, but I pretty much committed to this school kind of like on a whim on a visit. And I was like, I love it here. And I was like, this is for me. And okay. when you're young and I don't really know anymore because, again, there's different rules now with recruiting, but it almost felt like there was like, oh, my God, all the other people around me that are good, that are my age are committing. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to commit. And I'm so I'm happy that they changed the rules till later because I definitely had a way clearer vision of of myself and who I am as a player later on. Um But again, like those experiences that happened at my other school in the transfer portal, like those are knowledge that I gained um, of things that work for me and things that don't. So again, I wouldn't change it. 
crazy. Yeah. That is, that's, that's fun. I know. Sorry. I just assumed that, Hey, Penn state knocked on your door at, you know, your freshman year and you guys had some conversation and you sighed and it was all great. Yeah. Um, I know. Yeah. I, I don't even really feel like a transfer because I came in with my freshman class here and like, mm -hmm. so I didn't miss anything. I didn't lose any eligibility. Like, so I don't even feel like a transfer really, but yeah, that is back there. I just don't really talk about it much. Here we go. Um, Ellen, one of the things I, I really struggle with, again, not a volleyball coach, um, but getting to to work with these kids for, we just had our senior night last week mm -hmm. um, for seniors and the, the club is now six years old. So we, we uh, our gym was like 10 miles north. We moved it down here. Club started boom. Um, so we've been with them since day one. So these kids that we had as seventh graders mm -hmm. are now graduating and it's just, it's so fun to see. Yeah. Um, I'm old and nostalgic and it just, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, but it's, it's, sending them off to college because many of them will come back lifting the summer, stuff like that. Um, we'll come back with great experiences, fantastic experiences. Some sadly will not. And it, you know, it's different things. I understand the business of, of college sports and um, coaches might want to level up, you know, they might go from the division three school, division two school, and then division one. So, you know, and I get that, you know, you want to do what's best for, for you and your family. And I, I, I get those things. Sometimes it leaves some kids hanging. Uh, we had a girl, commit to a school and she was all gung-ho about it and then in may she found out her coach you know got fired and somebody else and so you know so yeah. she's stressed out now that you know she was all about it had all the gear all the shirts all the t-shirts all the things um you had a not phenomenal experience um but persevered just like that mm -hmm. Switch on that obviously worked out really well for you too mm -hmm. which is you know yeah. fantastic but i, I just i i think that's I think it's hard for people to see sometimes like in the way of like, Oh, you can just throw your hands up in the air and be like, Oh, this sucks. My sad life. But you good for you for, you yeah, know, it was definitely a effort. scary time, especially entering the transfer portal. I had no footage of me playing in a college match. I had no stats for me playing in a college match, but I think that it's super important to know when you've reached your point of pushing through it and knowing when it's time for you to make a change. So it was definitely very scary, especially because, you know, I was young. I, again, no stats, no footage of me playing. What am I going to show these coaches? How am I going to prove that, that I could be someone that they want? And I was just in a, it was just a bad time. And it was a really hard time to figure out what I wanted. If I even wanted to continue playing volleyball it was, it was hard. So I think that it's really important to know that it's possible to make changes in your career. Um, it's you put up and you work with certain things, but eventually you need to make a change for yourself if it's really, if it's really not for you. Um, yeah. So yeah, I entered the transfer portal and I was like, had no idea what I even wanted. If I wanted to just go to the beach somewhere and chill out, or if I wanted to like go try for a national championship if I like I it was hard and I didn't know what I wanted and um yeah I talked to Katie and um our old coach um Russ Rose which mm -hmm. absolute legend um and they just had what I wanted and what I was hearing was exactly what I wanted and they needed a middle and and it was it was really perfect and they really took a chance on me and I'm very grateful for, for that staff and our, in our current staff, but that staff that, that took me out of the portal. I'm very grateful for them. There you go. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and what I, the other thing I struggle with, with some of our kids and God love them. They're high school kids. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're good kids. 
sometimes volleyball can be very hard. Mm-hmm. It's, it is one might say a grind because, you know, the club season starts in, you know, the week after Thanksgiving and it goes and goes and goes and goes and nationals is in, you know, June, later June. Um, there's the 4th of July. And then all of a sudden, you know, school volleyball, summer league stuff starts mm-hmm. up. Um, they have a dead week, you know, in August and then school volleyball starts up. Yeah. So like, it's it's a lot of volleyball and then you know go through the school season school season ends thanksgiving happens again and rinse and repeat yeah um when it when it comes to the grind that is that is volleyball Mm -hmm. um i it's interesting to me how some kids just like hammer it and they have no issue with it and, and they come every day um happy as a clam and ready to take on the world. And, and some kids have this more of this up and down thing where, you know, they walk into the gym and they just, they look like their, their, their dog died. Mm-hmm. Um, or they, they just like, it's tough sometimes. Like they just want to be out of the gym. Hey, they're, you know, whatever it might be. Do you have any, is there anything specifically that worked for you? Cause obviously you have good days, you have bad days, you know, there's, you know, and, and now it's like, you have to do this. Like this is, Hey, there's a scholarship attached to this whole thing. You can't not come blah, blah, blah. Um, any any tricks to help kids get through or anything you did specifically to help you get through the grind that is yeah club volleyball into college volleyball yeah that is a a great question and a huge topic and i'm still searching for my perfect answer but i think that it's really important to know that it's not gonna be great all the time and the like even me personally, obviously I can only speak for myself. Like it's hard. I have days where I feel like I can't even get out of bed. I'm so tired and I can't do it. And I think that first of all, it's super important to talk about mental health and the impacts of this grind on your mental health. And again, I'm privileged to have the resources I do at Penn state. Um, and I'm privileged to have a staff that's open to talking about those things. But I think that going from doing something as a little kid for fun like in your backyard for fun to it kind of becoming your job basically which is kind of what volleyball is for me at this point you know I'm it's my whole life and so I think that it's hard when something that used to be just a backyard fun game kind of becomes like your job and in your life I think that sometimes you can like lose the passion in in some ways like that and I think it's important to look back to yourself as a little kid and think about if you would have told Allie when she was eight that she'd be playing at Penn State and she'd be playing in the best volleyball conference against the best people that's when I'm kind of like okay like it's hard right now but this is a dream that's been realized for me um so I think that that's something I go back to a lot is where I'm like okay today's really tough like I just really am down today. I just think back to myself when I'm little. And if you would tell me that I was playing at Penn State and I was wearing a Penn State jersey and I was playing in Rec Hall, that I would be like, oh my God, like it's all worth it, you know? So that helps for sure. But also I think it's really important to have things that define you that aren't volleyball. I think it's really important to have interests and passions that aren't related to volleyball because I think it's tough sometimes when all anyone wants to talk about with you is volleyball and all you are as a person is volleyball. And, and every time I walk down the street, Oh, what sports do you play for? Oh, blah, blah, blah. You know? So I think it's really important to have hobbies and passions and things that make you happy 
outside of volleyball because um, then you have other things that define you as a person that you can fall back on um, that aren't just your sport so if things are getting really tough with the grind in your sport you're like okay I can take an hour and like I love to read and I love to go on walks and I'll be like okay like I can take an hour and I can read and that's something else that defines me as a person um, other than just volleyball so I think that those are the two biggest things is looking back to me as a kid and also making sure I have things to fall back on that bring me joy that aren't related to volleyball are those your big things? Reading and walking? Well, I love walking, long walks. I like reading. And um, again, my cat, my cat. Your cat, absolutely. I'm Spencer. Cat. Spencer? Yeah, Spencer. And yeah. Um, yeah, I think reading has been my big thing since I was a kid. I've been in love with reading for forever. And I kind of lost it in the in the years when I was doing volleyball and this and this. And I thought I had no time. And then I started reading again, like, couple years ago and I mean I'm like obsessed with reading and it's like what brings me joy so I, I think it's really important to have those things and other interests like my French minor I kind of like went out and I was like I want to travel I want to learn a second language like that's been super important for me so I have met a whole new community of people through like French clubs and things like that so I think it's like doing something that's not volleyball is super important like, I can't stress that enough. It's it's yeah. way too important. Like, you can't just be defined by only your sport. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's fantastic. Thank you. I, I, I think it's, again, that's that's why, and this is not the same, but I, this is why I kind of like multi-sport athletes mm -hmm. for as long as they can. I'm not saying it has to be a forever thing, but um, my, my boys are 11 and 8 right mm -hmm. now, and we just finished a wrestling season, again, because we're not tall. Yeah. Um, if we were, it'd be a different conversation. Yeah. You know, they're playing soccer right now, but at the end of wrestling season, they were tired mm -hmm. of wrestling. Um, they didn't want to wrestle anymore. They did. And so it was so nice to be able to stop and whoo, not change yeah. direction. They'll go run around in the grass and, and kick a ball around, mm -hmm. you know, and then when summer comes, we'll, we'll swim and we'll play some tennis. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and so just, it's nice to, to change things, switch things up. Sure. Um, I love what you're saying as you get deeper into this whole thing to find that thing where you can disengage from, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, the volleyball piece of it, because it, it can become all encompassing. <laughs> it really can. It really can. Yeah. It can feel like everything is just dependent on your performance and dependent on volleyball. But, you know, it's that's why I have to have the things that I come back to. Also, like I set boundaries with my family. Like I'm home for Christmas. I'm like, you guys, I want to talk about volleyball. Like this is my time away, you know? So I think that knowing those boundaries and having the other things to fall back on. This has been the biggest lifesaver for me. Very cool. Very cool. Ellie, is that an aura ring? It is an aura ring. Yes. Look at you. Yes. I love my aura ring. I I wanted it. I waited for a long time before I bought it for myself because I was like, I got to make sure I want it before I spend these money on it. Love it. I've had it for over a year now. I I love it so much. I'm glad that I'm glad you have one too yeah. because not yeah. everyone knows, but I, I love my aura ring. Like see my sleep score every day. That's the reason why I want it is because I want to see my sleep score mostly because I know I'm working out enough. I know that I'm doing mm -hmm. enough workout, but I I like to see my sleep. That So let, let's elaborate on this and, and then let's wrap up because I want to be respectful of your time here. Um, so Allie's got this cool ring. Um, yours is gold. Mine is, my nails. My nails are not good right now. Nails are fantastic. <laughs> Especially one athlete, Allie. Who cares about your nails? Uh, so the 
tell tell people about about the Aura Ring. What does it do? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there are a lot of different wearables, but I'm a huge fan of the Aura Ring myself. Yeah. So I've actually tried a bunch of different ones. I've had an Apple Watch. I've had a Whoop. Um, and now I have the Aura Ring, and the Aura has been my favorite by far. First of all, because of looks. Like, I don't like having a chunky band on my wrist all the time. Like, this is just... You know, like no one even knows that it's a fitness tracker. Like most of the time, it just looks like my ring. And um, I like it because it has the workout piece, but I mostly use them for rec- the recovery aspect. Um, because again, like I'm, I'm working out all the time. I don't need to be like, oh, I hit my steps for the day. Like I know I'm working out enough. I It tracks your sleep. And I think that's super interesting. It breaks down the sleep stages, which is super helpful. And it gives you like feedback on what you can do to improve your sleep, what you can do to improve your recovery. Also, there's a meditation feature on mm-hmm. the app, which I really yeah. like um, because it's it's like super short meditations that are guided that are like five minutes. And I think that that's great because meditating for a long time can seem overwhelming, but just like five minutes is like hardly any time of your day. So that's been another feature that I really enjoy. Um, but yeah, I love it so much. Um, I, again, I've tried, I've had Apple Watch, I've had Whoop. And I've had Aura. And so I've tried them all out for like a year each. I've had them all. So I think I'm a, I think I've got the right opinion at this point. I've used them all. So Ali, I was, I, I was an 84 last night. Oh. What, what was, what was your sleep score? Did I beat you? Oh God, you definitely beat me in that final season right now. I'm not, yeah, I'm not studying for finals. So that's. <laughs> yeah, mine was um, not as good. <laughs> oh God. Oh, I know. Uh, I'm I'm doing my finals. Once I'm in summer, I'll be I'll be sleeping like a baby. But right now, I'm just thinking about my teammates. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. So this is um, Oak Performance Radio, brought to you by Aura Ring. Um, save twenty percent off <laughs> yeah, while using the code. Can we get a sponsorship? <laughs> like, I would love that. Uh, no, but I, I think that I think that's fantastic, and and not saying that everybody needs you know a piece of technology. And we have a couple kids that use the Whoop Band. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I too love the the aura ring. I don't even I forget that it's even there, and yeah. I leave it on literally all the time. Outside of if I am lifting heavy, yeah, I'll take I take it off, it off and, when I'm lifting. But yeah. um, I literally forget that it's on too. Like I have it on yeah. all the time. Um, but also again, like this is like a privilege that I'm able to have this ring. So I think that the stuff that I've learned from this is stuff that you could figure out through trial and error without a device as well. I think that you could figure out by like kind of tracking your sleep just with a clock like on your own and like tracking like how you feel after certain workouts like you can figure that out on your own because i don't want people to think that they need to go buy this this nice ring just to be able to have recovery but definitely a tool that i love yeah well and i think it's super cool that again a division one volleyball player what is she really focused on how her sleep is like i and that's a big deal because mm-hmm. if, if you're not sleeping, you're not recovering, you know, you're, you're going to be tired. You're, you know, cortisone is going to be, you know, yeah. through the ceiling, through the roof. Um, you, you might eat less well. Mm-hmm. I find when my sleep is yeah. crummy, I, I eat absolutely terribly, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then just stress levels go through the yeah. roof. Anxiety stuff goes through the roof um, and then rinse and repeat. And then there's more stress. And obviously division one athlete, like coaches yelling at you, mm-hmm. like, no, yeah. just, you, know, you know, so to be able to to be able to track that, you know, with some type of whatever. And like you said, you could just use the clock yeah. too. You can be like, Hey, this is how I feel when I go to bed at 11. Yeah. This is how I feel when I go to bed at 10 30. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, hey. it definitely could be become a little feedback loop of, of bad things. If you're not sleeping and then the stress and then the school and all of it. But um, yeah, I sleep has been the thing that I need to work on like 
always and so that's why i finally got the ring because i was like this is what i need to work on because um some you know some i'm a light sleeper right like i need to figure out what's good for me so yeah sleep is like huge um i think that i'm more strict about sleep though in season um because i you know i know how much i need the night before a game like i i've got it down to like a science at this point <laughs> nice nice and nice ellie my perfect world Every, every athlete I have would have one of these, mm -hmm. they, they would walk in the, walk in the gym. They would show me their, you know, sleep score, recovery okay. score. What it was, and then like make a, okay, yeah. great. You're, you know, you're a 92, you're deadlifting heavy. Yeah. Hey, you're a 42. Um, I want you to Dial. foam roll yeah. <laughs> and call the day. Those are um, tools that can be used. So like, so greatly. And also, um, like our strength coach is so great about that kind of thing. Like making it personal for for us based on how we're feeling um because obviously it's a grind and you push through things sometimes but i think it's crucial um that our staff kind of checks in with us and more personalized workouts and things for how you're feeling that day yeah i mean i would love if we could all have these but we all have whoops the penn state has oh. a partnership with whoop um so we can choose to wear that if we want to. Some of my teammates do, um, but I just chose the ring because I already had the ring and then we got whoops and I was like, I'm yeah. <laughs> so does your strength coach see the whoop data or is um, that like? It's an option for him, right. but it's not something that's like invasive. Like mm. he can't see what time you went to bed and what time you woke mm. up. It's he can just see like the score. It's not, it's not something that's like invading our privacy and again yep. like he's great about it. but also we don't have to wear it it's not a requirement for us which i think is super important too that if we don't have to wear it we're not going to get in trouble for not wanting yeah. to wear it it's just an option that another tool that they gave to us if we want it yeah i think it's i think it's funny that we're, we're on this podcast and we're, we're not talking you know <laughs> not talking about like lifting sets and reps or or the three-hour practices or whatever that it's it's the sleep it's the recovery yeah. it's the nutrition um you know it, that piece that is mm -hmm. so huge because if not you run yourself ragged yeah. and and then typically those the, that's the athlete that gets hurt yeah. and yeah I injured think are, it's just those are the things that are most important to me like i know i just i feel like i knew this conversation was going to go that way because obviously it's about the grind but also i think that sometimes you like lose yourself and you get a little lost in it and then you're not healthy and you're like okay what are the things i need to focus on um again nutrition and sleep and taking care of your mental health is the things that I'm thinking about the most pretty much all the time. Yeah. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Allie, is there anything that you wish that I would have asked you that I did not ask you? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe just like advice for, for the young girls that are going to go into college, like what I would wish that I had known. So maybe I would say, I feel like it's kind of going to be like reiterating what I've already said, just, it's definitely going to be hard and committing to play a sport in college is going to be tough. And there's going to be times where you're like, why did I do this? I'm so tired, but it's worth it. And the people that I've met and the relationships that I've made and the things that I've learned about working out and nutrition and teamwork and the things like that, I've learned character traits in myself from being a college athlete I've learned things that work for me and things that don't. I've learned how to time manage. I've learned how to 
talked to people. I've learned how to try. I've traveled everywhere. Like it's worth it. And so I think that the biggest thing is that I wish I could go back and tell myself right when she was going into college is like, it's going to be hard. And there's going to be times when you're like, why did I get myself into this? But at the end of the day, I'm here graduating and I'm like, I would not change anything. Ellie, that was awesome. Oh, thank you. That's fantastic. I, I think that's it, it. It sums it up beautifully. And like, it shouldn't be easy. It is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. If it was easy, it wouldn't be worth exactly. it. It'd be, you know, everybody would do it, and it'd be like, oh, everybody plays, you know, there's one volleyball in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, just that easy. Um, and it's not. And that's why it's exclusive. And that's why, I mean, you've used the word privilege a few times, but you've worked your tail off to get there too. So I don't want that to take away from, you know, all the hard work that you have, you know, have put in. Um, Cause I think that can be, that can be overlooked, you know, that, you know, and, you know, yeah, I, I think that's awesome. Your future, Allie. So we got, we got two more years of, of mm-hmm. some Penn state volleyball. Mm-hmm. There's this organization called league one volleyball yes. that's in the process of putting together a little, little professional league. You are one of their NIL athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Make some money off of, you know, name, image, and likeness. Yes. There you go. Um, what if you were to five year plan here, what do you what, what do you what do you see yourself yeah. doing? Well, definitely graduating in two weeks and then getting my MBA, which is a one year program. And then for that fifth year, I'll just do a certificate or something. So I just stay for season in the fall and then I see myself playing pro for at least a year or two to see how I like it. And if I'm liking it, I'll keep playing. And if, if I'm ready to be done with that chapter of my life, then I'll utilize my MBA and, and start my professional life. So I think that I'm definitely going to play pro for at least a year or two because I don't want to look back and be like, you had this opportunity um, and regret anything. So I'm going to play it, see how it goes, and then move from there. Yeah. There you go. Would you like to play professionally in the U.S.? Do you see yourself going overseas and using your French? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of seeing myself going overseas because I've been studying geography and French and I'm obsessed with traveling and um, pretty much been dreaming about living and working internationally since I was a kid. So it's pretty much the best opportunity for me to get over there. Um, so I definitely see myself playing pro overseas. Um, but I don't know. It's like after a few years of playing pro overseas, these these U.S. leagues are going to be amping up and getting going. And I don't know. I'm not I'm not committed to anything. My mind is okay. open. Yes. There you go. <laughs> the best position to be in right exactly. there. What um, um when volleyball does close that, that chapter, what what, what do you want to be when you grow up? Okay. Well, this might throw everything for a loop because I haven't even mentioned this, but I'm like obsessed with fashion and the fashion industry, like absolutely obsessed. It's like, that's what I do. And I <laughs> want to go work in the fashion industry. I mean, I'll use my MBA. I'm not going to be like a designer or anything. Like it's not like that, but I would love to go work for a fashion company in the business side mm-hmm. of things. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's like my thing outside of volleyball is fashion i would say my magazine collection is getting a little out of hand <laughs> ellie i might need your help with that because i have no fashion okay yeah None. i can help you out see no one knows these because they just see me in volleyball uniform all the time <laughs> but that's what i that's what i like so there you go ellie thank you for taking the time uh if if people want to follow you and and see all your fashion yeah 
Where where do they go? Okay, well, Instagram is Allie Holland underscore, and that's pretty much the only one that I'm super active on. My TikTok is is I'm on it, but I'm not like super active on it. So I would say Instagram. Um, that's pretty much it. Allie Holland. Underscore. Will they see the cool fashion stuff? Oh, yeah, on the they Instagram? will absolutely be seeing the cool the cool outfits on Instagram. That's where I, that's where I can kind of be fashionable. That's where I'm not in a volleyball jersey all the time. So <laughs> there you go. Allie, I really appreciate it. I appreciate the honest discourse and, and whatnot like that. I, th- I think you're a, a great role model um, for so many of these these young athletes, you know, coming up. Um, again, I you know I I love Eric Schultz, who's our director of you know VC United. Um, you know, I run the strength stuff, but it's two middle aged men who are like we're super passionate mm-hmm. about it and you know absolutely love it. But when it comes through, you know, uh, you know somebody who's been there and done that, I did not play Division One volleyball at Penn State. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not the same. Um, so like when it comes from somebody who's, who's been there and done that, I think it's, it's really impactful. And, um, again, really take you, appreciate you taking the time and yeah. Thanks so much. I could just talk forever. I swear, but I I had a great time. Thank you. Yes. Well, awesome. Allie, thanks again. Listeners. Thanks so much. We'll catch you on the next one. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for listening to another episode of Oak Performance Radio. Don't forget to check us out on the social at Oak Performance and online at www.oakstrength.com backslash Oak Performance. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.